Hello everyone, home is where the heart is. The heartful interaction between parents and their children sets the foundation for the people our children will turn out to be. Home is a show where we will be exploring on how parents can navigate the realities of raising our future leaders. My name is Eva Christodoulou and I'm with the research and development team here in Leaderonomics. Welcome home. Today I'd like to talk about developing self-awareness and identity formation. In our research, we found that the process of identity formation is something that starts in teenage years, between the ages of uh, approximately 12 to 19 years. Um, this is in psychology, Erickson's stage of development. Uh, um, it's, a, it's about identity versus confusion. And this is a time where generally people start asking existential questions like, uh, who am I and what am I here for? Erickson is credited with coining the term identity crisis for this stage. Um, and uh, each stage before that, uh, sort of comes with its own uh, crisis uh, as, as children grow and they, they change along the way. However, even more so because this is, uh, this is where the transition from childhood into adulthood happens. Um, and this passage is very necessary because even though people have many identifications during the childhood years that preceded this, uh, this is where they have to sort of um, become this new person that society expects them to be. Uh, so this turning point in human development seems to be the reconciliation between the person that one has come to be and the person that society expects them to become. This emerging sense of self will be established by forging past experiences with anticipations for the future. And the success of this stage is critical for later parts of one's life because understanding oneself at this point is something that enables a person to be more effective in what they take on later on in life. So to explore a little bit further, we have here with us Sarah Kang, uh, Head of Talent Assessment here in Literonomics. And uh, we're going to be talking about the importance of self-awareness and identity formation later on in life and uh, how can parents sort of uh, help their children to this phase. Thanks for having me, Eva. Sarah, the work that you do aims to increase people's awareness of themselves and the people around them. Now, you work with adults mostly, but, but um, what is it about self-awareness that is so critical for success, whatever, whatever success may mean for different people? Um, really, thanks for asking. Um, you're right, a lot of the work I do currently uh, looks at a big chunk of increasing self-awareness, and a lot of my work focuses a lot on the uh, corporate people, um, the, the, the later stages in life, right? Mm -hmm. I guess um, to just bring it all a little bit back, uh, just a bit of background, of course, the, uh, the psychological study of self-awareness started uh, back in 1972 by psychologists Shelley Duvall and Robert Wicklund. Uh, mm -hmm. They developed the theory of self-awareness, right? Um, they propose that when we focus our attention on ourselves, we evaluate and compare our current behavior to our internal standards. So we become a bit more self-conscious as objective evaluators of ourselves. And I guess in later years, um, Daniel Goleman, he, uh, in the, his very, very famous book, actually, The Emotional Intelligence, he really defines self-awareness as knowing one's internal states, preferences, resources, and intuitions. Right. Um, they, they really look into your self, right? Like a mm -hmm. lot of deep self-reflection. And again, so many research has come out of that. Uh, I, I can't even go into it right now, all of it. I mean, even Tasha Urich, she's one of the later ones. Uh, 
she said that out of all the study they've done, you know, only 10 to 15% of people are really self-aware. It's quite low. <laughs> yeah, it's really low. <laughs> she, coined, she coined it as um, self-awareness unicorn. So a story for another time, I suppose. All right. And, and how does the way that you understand yourself, your, your, your identity, the person that you are, influence your actions and your achievements going forward? Yeah, um, I guess if you really think about it, uh, if you really understood yourselves, uh, even at a later stage in life, right? You, mm-hmm. Your preferences, your intuitions, you probably make better decisions, um, really life decisions. Uh, they vary throughout your growing years, I suppose. I reflected on my life, uh, my choices back when I was 15 versus when I was 28. So that was like, what, 15, 10, 10 years difference, right? Um, I guess the, the choices I made when I was 15 were very different. Back then, my biggest ones were educational in nature. I didn't need to make life decisions at 15 at that stage. My biggest thing was um, what kind of a educational stream I wanted to go into. So sure. like the arts, the sciences, uh, the really typical Malaysian teen choices. Um, Which can still be very very big for people as well and for yeah. their future. At, at the time, I, I yes. really thought so, right? 15, <laughs> oh my gosh, my life depended on which stream I chose. Sure. Um, but I had a relatively normal childhood, uh, government schooling experience, and I really made the choices... Uh, back then on what I really had, what what information I had at the time. And if people ask me today if I would change that, I probably will not. Um, But of course, knowing myself a bit better today, my strengths, weaknesses, my interests, um, I may have made a different choice at the time. But right right now, I wouldn't have changed, yeah. Hmm. All right. So, so what happens during teenage years? This uh, period of apparent identity crisis that makes it stand out and uh, become become such a critical point. It's it's something that is ongoing anyway throughout your life. So, why teenage years? Why is it such a yeah, critical I, time? I I also struggle with. I mean, I understand that that area a bit. I mean, I believe that um, in the study done by Ericsson again, um, most adolescents achieve some sense of identity uh, regarding who they are at this point, you know, or where their lives are headed. I guess if I go back to my art stream, science stream, you know, right. uh, teenagers tend to look into um, this identity in what, what do they want to become, uh, their gender roles, politics, you know, they're exposed to a bit more of this. Um, and of course, he was credited with the coined term of identity crisis. I guess it really, back to what you mentioned, I guess it really depends on that change from childhood to adulthood or the beginnings of adulthood. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay, and, and does everyone go through this crisis? Uh, is it always apparent at least? Because <sighs> I, I honestly don't remember. Maybe I wasn't reflecting that much back then, but <laughs> I don't remember any uh, major battles in my mind back then. I, I can agree. I never had major battles with my sense of identity but it was also because my upbringing was during my upbringing really i don't think i um had major struggles of what was expected of me versus what was what i expected of myself really um i mean my parents um they were controlling but not overly so i never had curfews i just i just I just never actually broke broke the rules anyway. So I didn't have a major identity crisis at this point in my life as well. However, you do realize there were people, I mean, we do know people who who are 
rebellious at this stage, right? They want to go out. I don't know. I, this is just my thoughts as so, well. So I suppose it really boils down to how different your, uh, um, I suppose, your aspirations for yourself and your, your idea for who you need to be is from what uh, your environment wants you to be, like your parents and, and people around you. So mm-hmm. if, if mm-hmm. the clash is not that strong, then uh, perhaps you don't see such a big... Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> crisis uh, or a struggle, I would think. Yes. Yeah, I think it really depends on that environment that what you are brought up in. If you, yeah, like you mentioned, no big changes. Uh, and I, even when I look into my uh, siblings, we didn't struggle that much, I would think. I wouldn't know today. I should ask them <laughs> a little <laughs> bit more. But relatively normal struggles, you know. But I suppose it's not just the, the uh, general uh, definitions of teenagers, of, you know, of mood swings and, you know, fighting <laughs> with parents Fair and enough. all that. It, I'm sure it comes in different ways as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you probably do have some kind of existential crisis internally. It's just that it's not as obvious to, to people around you. Yeah. All right. So, so how can parents help in this process, whether they, they realize or not, this, this journey of self-understanding for teenagers? Yeah, I guess this really is a tough one. You know, um, not everyone really understands um, this because I feel that, especially in Asian cultures, um, it's a very, sometimes it can be a very top-down approach, right? Your parents make certain big life changes for you or they they think they know best and um, they don't see it as, they they, they may not see it as um, forming someone's character in their Mm. later years. Um, or rather, they never, they never communicated it. I don't think my parents ever said stuff like that to me. They just said, go into science stream because better opportunities. So that's as much right. as they told me. And sure. I was the good schoolgirl. I just <laughs> went and did what I could. And I, and, I, and I thought that was best for me at the time anyway, right? But if you think about it, it's such a big thing, right? Um, if given the right conditions, um, I believe Erickson says that it's something like a psychosocial moratorium. Uh, where, they, where it's actually a time at this stage where people can freely experiment and explore. And what may emerge is a, a firm sense of identity and an emotional and deep awareness of who one really is. Um, so, you know, parents play a big role here. Mm. Um, I believe then it comes with a... It, what they can really do, I think, is um, support their teenagers at this stage. Um my take is that it's definitely more intentional conversations and more active listening, right? Um, it could be a confusing time. Even if I didn't go through it, um, someone else may be, and they may struggle with what they want versus what their parents or society expects of them. Um, I guess the biggest thing is they should parents should always remember that their dreams are not what their children may want as well. So... That, that shouldn't cloud their judgment of their advice at this right. stage. Yeah. So, mm. so really just uh, pay attention, mm-hmm. uh, observe, uh, be there <laughs> for the children, try to provide the space for conversations and, uh, and really get them to make their own decisions on their own terms instead of just imposing um, whatever mm-hmm. opinions mm-hmm. that they may have. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and this can be a really difficult process uh, <laughs> if, if, if you're a parent. Uh, yeah. So uh, you, you probably need a lot of delicacy and patience in, 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 uh, in order to do this. So how do yeah. we know as parents when to uh, sort of push and when to, mm. to let go a little bit yeah. and let them explore on their own? Interesting. I mean, I think that's the constant struggle 
um, mm. parents will always have. They think they always think that they know better. Of course, they've lived through most things. But I, I believe it's that what I mentioned again, other than um, having space for or rather intentional conversations, you know, sitting them down to really understand themselves. Um, it's respecting their decisions at the end of the day. Um, within a, of course, within a safe space, it's a, you know, it's a balancing act. They provide um, advice, but not mm-hmm. impose, like what you right. mentioned, right? Um, and they have to really accept that acceptance is really important, that their kids are not them. They may have similar characteristics, but not um, the exact aspirations. Or times have changed there. You know, we live in a very different time and era where... The, uh, parents need to admit that they've not experienced this era as well. So their kids are going through so many different things and they build different individual strengths or areas of, uh, areas of um, interest, right? So one, even though parents' advice is important that they have a little more faith in them, in the kids to, as long as they're not making a really bad negative choice that will you know not going to certain negative areas right so any any thoughts for parents to reflect on their own uh, self since uh, you're dealing mostly with adults anyway so (laughs) in relation to understanding themselves but also their relationship with their children yeah I I believe that um, parents I guess at at, at whatever age they are um, and they are constantly growing right it's important that once they once they have a certain, they've achieved certain, or rather they've, they've gone through certain life experiences, to really think back that, hey, this is me today, but I was not my child at this age. I was not, I was not making the same decisions when my child is at a certain age, right, during their teenage years. So that, that um, understanding that, hey, maybe it's time to let kids have their mistakes as well, not just... I made mistakes, but it's important, and that made me who I am today, right? right. So that that realization of, that has happened, um, and maybe they they need to make certain mistakes as well. I can protect right. them within a confined area, but it's important that to build some form of resilience that they should make their own mistakes if they have to, and it's a it's a process of self discovery, right? They you don't want your kids to f- be in certain well, resent certain um, parts of their life later and say that, oh, why didn't you give me the space to really try this out? Uh, could have made me a little bit different today? Um, as long as parents understand that they are not their children, I think that's the most important. And just sitting them down, right? Sitting them down, having a good heart-to-heart conversation and saying, what are your dreams? Uh, any, what are your aspirations? And let, let's see what I can advise, but you make the final decision. Right. All right. So um, thanks, Sarah, for joining us today. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And I hope I catch you next time. You've been listening to Leadernomics FM, the science of building leaders.